Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is the first show of 2023, um, and today we'll continue what I began back in December, which was our review or preview of what's coming up in 2023 and beyond. Uh, and, and, and then today's show, we're going to complete that, so to speak, the overview of 2023 by looking at uh, the influence of Pluto moving into Aquarius and also that its relationship with the planet Neptune. Um, and so that will provide the bulk of our, the first part of our show. Um, and again, I, I, once I've done the presentation, I welcome your phone calls. I'll pick up your calls. I see you all lining up here. And, uh, and you could ask me whatever question you might wish, whether that be <clears throat> about the show or about yourself or someone else. And if you are, uh, just when, you, when I pick up the phone with you, um, just give me your first name so I can identify you in some way. And if you have a question about yourself or someone else and their chart, uh, please give me their birth information, at least the, the date of birth and the place of birth if you have those. And of course, if you the time of birth, then I can tell you that much more. And if you want to reach me for any particular purpose, like suggesting a topic for a future show, or just reach out to me and see about getting a reading yourself, which is what I do, um, you can reach me at my email, which is just my name, billattride at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. Or you can certainly find me on various social media platforms and my email as well as my phone number are up there somewhere uh, and, and reach out to me and that'd be fine. Um, I do apologize. I've been, as maybe many of us have, now that we're socially mixing and gathering again, I, I got a cold, a regular ordinary cold uh, about a week or so ago and it's clearing out, but it's still, I can still feel it. <laughs> so if I have to clear my head or my throat every so often, just understand that that's the reason why. And uh, anyways, we, we're all... Uh, Grateful to be together again, but we also know this is going to cause these kinds of challenges <laughs> by being together again. Um, and just as a note in terms of upcoming uh, circumstances or events to be aware of, uh, we've got two big changes in the next few days. Uh, the planet Mars has been retrograde now. Uh, it went retrograde at the end of October uh, and will turn direct on January the 12th. Uh, and so that has provided us with this period to reexamine the nature of desire in our life and how we should take actions to meet our desires and move forward in the world. And for many people, it meant a time to pause and reconsider, is that where I want to go and is this the way to get there, so to speak? Um, and that was a good thing. And now we can hopefully all move more forward in, in a straight line again. Um, and then and added to that has been for the last many weeks, Mercury retrograde. And it will go direct on January the 18th. And it's been retrograde since December 29th. And of course, that's that opportunity, as I look at it, for roughly three weeks for us to re-examine and reconsider our thought forms, our ideas, our ways and means of pulling in information and processing that information and then pushing it back out there. It's all about our networking and communications have been you know, be given this opportunity to review and revisit and correct many things. And that's been, again, a good opportunity to start the year off that way. Okay, well, we've got that out of the way. So let's turn to finishing up what we began and couldn't finish last time because there's just too much to say here. 
uh, in terms of talking about a whole year ahead, and I certainly haven't covered it all. But today we'll complete that journey, at least at first, by considering the importance of the shift now of the planet Pluto and that relationship to Neptune. So we're continuing our our overview of 2023 by turning to the most important shift for the year ahead and for many years into the future, which is this entrance of Pluto into the sign of Aquarius. But as you know, I find it quite impossible to consider one planet moving through one sign to be sufficient to understand any period in history or certainly give us clarity for our current events. Just like in a dance performance, for instance, like a ballet, where you might at times focus upon one or another dancer, and then upon a couple dancing, you really cannot appreciate the choreographer's meaning and message without pulling back and looking at the whole ballet, with all the dancers moving in shifting patterns of relationships and meanings with one another. This is one reason I like to call our planetary companions movements around the solar system a dance of the planets. I think it is most important to our understanding as to the why and what that we are experiencing here on Earth is for us to examine the cycle of relationship of the three outer planets which form the long-term historical drivers of spiritual energy in our system. Their movements with one another, forming what we call a synodic cycle, that is, from a conjunction to an opposition with one another, and then back to the next conjunction, form the integral or essential heartbeat of our journey through the stars. What we need to remember is what each planet holds as an avatar, and then to consider what the combination of one with the another would create. I like to describe the three outer planets as forming the triad of spirit, and that by Pluto, we strive towards self-mastery from a centered will. By Neptune, we are supported to hold reality and one another in unconditional love. And by Uranus, we are held to become a unique spark of the divine by moving into ever freer minds. On the universal level, Pluto as the avatar of the divine will creates and forms the spaces or containers for any being or group of beings, and Neptune, as the avatar of unconditional love, holds the experience and root energy form of each monad as part of the one life of the spirit, as part of the one host or community of light and love. And then Uranus, as the avatar of freer mind, shapes the awareness of any being or group towards ever greater individuality to the realization that each and every instance of the one is special and unique. So for our purposes today, let's consider the roles of Pluto and Neptune as they work together. Pluto is the shaper of forms. Neptune is the energy substance of those forms. Our universe, which is the story of the one, is formed and powered by what we know as chemistry, physically, or alchemy, spiritually. And this fountain source or primal energy for creation ceaselessly unfolds as the prime mover or the self-becoming energy that forges the innumerable combinations and transformations 
of the hierarchy of energy forms of the one spirit. What I like to say is, from the one came all the many ones, who then began to forge unions to create ever greater ones, and it is these ones who fill and form the spaces of space, forming the body of the one. To do this, the alchemical nature of spirit forges the containers of spirit within which, within which each one is bounded and held separate from other ones. Then through the alchemical mystery of combination, by the spiritual will as chemistry slash alchemy, atoms combine with atoms to form larger atoms, molecules with greater molecules, organisms with larger organisms, on up to the planets, stars, and galaxies. What drives creation is the protean power that is alchemy, which is the magic and mystery of combination. This secret to creation, the majesties and mysteries that we call birth, death, and rebirth, is held by the sign of Scorpio and also for us in our solar system by the planet Pluto. Neptune is the avatar of the universal energy form that holds the entirety of creation as it is. There is but one life. There is but one spirit. And there is but one mind, and it holds the whole of creation as the one, which are the many ones held as one. This universal and omnipresent energy form is the love of the one, which we know as unconditional or universal divine love. Through this energy form, all the spaces of space are filled, as the universe is a pleroma, a fullness not an emptiness, so that ultimately the boundaries between the hierarchies and ranges of all energy forms are transcended and held together as one. And it is this experience which is the true seed for your experience of compassion and empathy between one another and really between all life forms and truly for the whole of creation. So we could say that Neptune's message is almost the opposite or counterpoint to that of Pluto as the lord of will and boundaries. Or perhaps it's better to say that this reminds us of the paradoxical nature of a true spiritual understanding of living and being guided by spirituality. While it is certain that we must be respectfully separate from one another, we must at the same time see through all our various separations, boundaries, and borders between one another and know that they are necessary, but they are also at the root of an illusion for everything and everyone is connected, interpenetrated by and shaped by all others. There is but one spirit, and Neptune is the avatar of exactly this, the Holy Spirit. We must therefore also live with this wisdom and act towards one another by holding to this complementary spiritual truth that we are all in essence one with one another. A great and ancient teaching that should guide us is that we are all related. So that if we bring harm to anyone at all, we will cause equal harm to our own true self too. What we need to do 
at least for our purposes today, is to not only consider what this movement of Pluto into Aquarius means, but to also consider what stage or cycle moment Pluto is going through in its most significant cycle of relationship, which is with Neptune. As I have noted before, their roughly 490-year cycle is quite interesting because Pluto will go around the solar system in about 248 years and Neptune about 165 years, meaning that from one of their conjunctions to the next conjunction, Pluto will go around the zodiac twice and Neptune three times. As they dance with one another, we have found that their series of conjunctions, which are like new moons, where a new spiritual seed is planted, is that these seedings and plantings will move forward through the zodiac by about six degrees each time they meet up, roughly every 500 years. For the last two conjunctions, they have met in Gemini, both in 1398 and our own current cycle in 1891. And they will do so again in 2384 and two more times after that. Prior to this, Pluto and Neptune align with one another in the sign of Taurus. That shift to Taurus conjunctions started in 1071 before the current era, which was a significant shift in human history, as is our current series of Gemini seedings that began in 1398 of the current era. What this also means more broadly is that every 2,500 years, we humans experience a series of seedings of Neptune and Pluto in one sign before moving on to the next, and they form then a complete cycle through all the signs in about 30,000 years. The series of conjunctions from 1071 BCE to 1398 current era were focused through the meaning and message of Taurus, which concerns the nature of our human experience of value, of what is worthy, of what is beautiful, of what makes for and creates value for us. Great civilizations were formed during this period, ranging from Persia to Babylon to Greece and to Rome and the Han in China and the Mayan and the Olmec in the Western Hemisphere. The series in Gemini that began in 1398 and then was reinitialized in 1891 for us holds as a focus what has been a spiritual quickening for humans, transforming our minds and our intellect, powerfully shaping our intelligence and means of networking and communications. We can see that what began at the first Gemini phase of 1398 within 500 years led to a worldwide spread of cultures, communications, and interconnectivity that spanned, for the first time as we know, all around the earth by the late 1800s. The second impulse of 1891 has unfolded until the present day with a veritable explosion of science, technology, and communications that in no small degree has shaped how we humans think and relate to one another. This transformation has changed and continues to change our very understanding of what it means to be human and it has most certainly transformed and disrupted 
the experiences of most other life forms on the earth. What we also need to understand is that as Neptune and Pluto continue on their 490-year cycle, they will come to significant moments in their cycle of relationship, which are formed by their angular separations from one another, which we astrologers call aspects. Another way to understand where we are now and how what might happen in the past may inform our understanding as to what is before us now is that for some time now, beginning in the 1950s and continuing off and on through our own very period, is that Neptune and Pluto have been forming a 60-degree separation, or what we call a sextile aspect. That aspect is a time of concretization and consolidation, of materializing or quickening of whatever began at the conjunction of 1891. So let's compare our moment now to what was happening during the previous sextile for the 1398 conjunction. Just like in our period, and this is due to the unusual nature of the orbit of Pluto, that it has a very elliptical orbit and goes through some signs much more quickly or slowly than others, three times longer in Taurus than in the opposite sign of Scorpio, 36 years versus 12 years, there was a rather long waxing sextile phase during this earlier period also. This extended sextile for the Neptune-Pluto cycle came in two phases, from 1461 to 1480, where Pluto was in Leo and Neptune was in Libra, and later when, they were both, when Pluto was in Sagittarius and Neptune was... Uh, 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 Pluto was in Sagittarius. I'm getting this wrong. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Neptune and Libra. Then Pluto in Pluto in uh, Neptune in Sagittarius and Pluto in Libra. Yes, okay, I'm getting reversing them there. And then another phase from 1536 to 1540 with Neptune in Aries and Pluto in Aquarius. Okay, so all in all, there was a sextile aspect for about 80 years. This what has been termed in Europe as the period of high renaissance, leading to, as we would expect of Pluto as the holder and power of alchemy, the death and rebirth of the European order, which culminated in the Reformation. During this period, just like our own, there was a veritable rush of ideas, a quickening of creativity and intellect, and social and economic changes. The breaking of the European Catholic order between the sacred realms and the secular order led to many wars on that continent and also to conquests and colonizations around the world. The most consequential and destructive for our part of the world was the Spanish destruction of the Aztec and the Mayan and the Incan civilizations from the 1520s into the 1530s. So we can see how this sextile brought relentless change and development in technology, ideas, and beliefs, but also very great suffering for millions of souls as well. We have been experiencing the same or similar influence in our modern era after the 1891 conjunction of Neptune with Pluto. For us, the quickening, manifesting stage of the sextile has been in effect from 1950 to 1956 
again with Neptune and Libra and Pluto and Leo, and just as in the previous cycle, and then again from 1976 to 1986, again with Neptune and Sagittarius and Pluto in Libra, and then Neptune in Capricorn and Pluto in Scorpio. And we will experience it exactly one more time from 2026 to 2032. And again, like in the 1500s, it'll be Neptune in Aries and Pluto in Aquarius, which again, Pluto will begin to enter this year. That means we will have had this very consequential alignment of Neptune and Pluto for over 82 years, just like in the 14 and 1500s. I have for many years been stating what we have been experiencing with Pluto in Capricorn from 2008 to 2023 makes our period like that of the 1500s in that it represents the end of an age and that in some form we are having our own experience that is much like our ancestors, which is of the old order, which was framed by the Pope and the King between realms sectarian and secular of governments and economies and cultures, of a type of human and what it means to be human, transforming into what we understand now as our modern age of nation states with a proliferation of technology and intensification of networking and communications and truly making us, just as it did them, into a different kind of human. But for us today, what our ancestors forged as their institutional order and economy and government and a way of life in order to meet their challenges and secure their needs, the very solutions that they created and invented to solve their problems and fulfill their dreams, those very solutions have ended up in many ways being the source of the very challenges we face today. Just as the passage of Pluto through Capricorn was to be a time of the death of many institutions of the world, it has also been, in fact it must be, the beginning of the birth of a new means of meeting our needs, of new creations, but also for preserving and supporting a rich and diverse hierarchy of Earth ecosystems. We need a new order and or a rebirth in our institutions and our way of life of how we live with our world in order to preserve and protect all life on this earth. Many of us look around and see a world in peril of life leaving the planet, of our own world becoming less vibrant and diminished, and of our own lives and our dreams for the future being circumscribed and bound by apprehensions and fears. We are moving through the quickening of the second age of Gemini. In the first age and into the second age of Gemini, what many have called the industrial and post-industrial ages, humans wielded their scientific knowledge and technical means to bend and shape the earth and her life forms to meet our needs, which resulted in a massive growth in material productivity for human goods and services and created for a, type, for a type of relative plenty for many. But it equally set in motion fundamental changes in the balance of energy and life forms on this planet, which has brought us to today a veritable globe-circling war 
of destruction and devastation from most other life forms on this planet. Here in this second age of Gemini, we are moving into a time that will require maximum adaptability to the global changes that our previous way of life has forged. And that challenge certainly seems to be growing exponentially, and it seems to be overwhelming for many of us. The approaches and solutions of the first wave, the Gemini conjunctions of Pluto and Neptune, led to what became the first truly global or modern world. This second Gemini seeding wave, beginning in 1898, is now moving towards the last critical series of Neptune-Pluto sextiles. Beginning this year, with the start of Pluto's journey through Aquarius and becoming ever more powerful as Neptune moves into Aries in 2026 and into the 2030s, we will meet the heart of what will forge our futures, our destiny, and the legacy to those who will follow us. The passage of Pluto through Capricorn heralded the end of an institutional age. What is the message of Pluto in Aquarius? What does it offer and what are we entering into now from 2024 to 2044? For mundane or worldly astrology, Aquarius rules fellowship or community, the nature and substance of what are known as our so-called voluntary associations with one another, what you and I would experience as the world beyond our families, that larger human social experience that we know as friendship. As you know, I like to say we are made of one another and that all with whom we journey have in some way become part of us and we have become part of them. We share our dreams and doubts, our hopes and our fears, and we gather together to help one another to be and become for one another our dreams come true. Aquarius is our dream of the world we wish to preserve and the world we hope to create. Pluto moving through Aquarius will herald the breaking down of our old dreams for our futures and the birth and remaking of a new world dream. As much as Pluto and Capricorn was the breaking down of the institutional order that was created to preserve and support our dreams, Pluto in Aquarius will bring us to the necessity to change the very content or substance of our dreams themselves. The dream that drove the first age of Gemini was that through our ingenuity and craftiness, through our science and technology, we would bend and form the rest of this earth to meet our ever-expanding need for things, for the basics of food, clothing, shelter, and for an ever-increasing range of desires. But unfortunately, this ever-increasing growth of wants and desires was met without consideration for the effects and consequences that our means of securing those wants created. We were very smart. We were very crafty. But we lacked wisdom and humility. But forces greater than ours are reminding us that we are not masters of the earth. Now we must consider what should be at the heart of our dreams for this age. Is it to be more of more, 
are we so enamored of having more, of consuming more, that we are held captive by this value of quantity only, of this material measure of the good life, so that to have more of more is what it means to be human? Or will we dream of a different purpose and meaning for our lives? I do not think we will ultimately have a choice. We will have to humbly and wisely and gracefully accept our need to turn our dreams from the illusionary right to do what we wish with the earth and forge a way of life built upon our responsibilities to one another and to all life forms with whom we share this world. We must center our dreams upon healing, preserving, and protecting all the life and lives on, this, on our home, our mother, on this beautiful earth with whom we travel through the stars. Okay, um, well, we're going to have a lot more to say about these and other matters as we go through 2023 and beyond because we're uh, headed into some rather important decisions and facing certain consequences of our actions now that are inescapable. Uh, and I, I am certain that we will meet our moment as best as we can and hopefully preserve and protect life on this planet and therefore our lives too. Um, but we, we will see. We are here to do this and hopefully we will all meet our moment. So I'd like to uh, just take a moment, and as always, I forget to drink as I'm talking, so I've got to wet my whistle, as they say. Oh, that's better. Uh, before I turn to the, the phone lines here, um, and um, I just think sometimes I should pause sometimes when I'm talking. I don't know, but I, <laughs> it's something I don't, I don't do often enough, um, and um and I guess it's because I get all enthusiastic about what I'm talking about and just keep going and going. Uh, and there you go. So what am I, what am I going to do? Um, anyways, I, I, I see you all standing there, waiting there patiently, and I'm going to turn to the phone lines in a second. I just want to remind you again that um, when I do so, I'm going to call on you and I'll, I'll read out your, maybe the area code of your, your phone number, and that way you'll know who I'm calling on. And just please um, give me a first name uh, to identify you with. And then, uh, and then give me whatever question you have, which can be something about your own chart or a friend's chart or whatever. Um, that's fine. And I'll, I'll, I'll take a look for you. And if you have a question about the show today, that's great. Uh, <laughs> we could talk about that too. Anyway, so uh, let me go in what I think is a relative order of people as you showed up here. And uh, I'm going to call on a person here. And let me see. Here we go. Uh, area code 780. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hey, Bill. Welcome to the New Year. It's Jay calling from Canada. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, sure. Happy New Year, Jay. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. should be interesting uh, when we get a retrograde and see what happens with the energy for an area. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like we're having two, two important planets retrograding to start the year. So it says, did we really start the year yet? I don't think so. It's not really started yet. But, uh, yeah, exactly. We're going one step forward and three steps back, but we'll get moving forward eventually. So what can I do for you today? My question is, is that um, 
uh, in uh, November, actually, uh, our company has decided to actually um, close down a division, which I'm a part of, and uh, they're mm-hmm. moving it to another city. So um, they're giving me a severance package in uh, February. So um, I'm thinking, when is the best time? for me to look for a another job right after the retrograde or at the end of the month. Oh gee, okay. Um let's see because you've had um okay. when I look at your chart, I just pulled it up here. Um Mercury has been retrograding, would you know, through your second house, which is the house of resources, value and and money and income. So you've spent these last three weeks thinking about you know, what are my strengths and what are my abilities and what is my income? And all those questions have been stirred up by this experience. Um, and now, indeed, on the 18th and beyond, you'll, it'll turn direct in that house and things will start moving forward in that area. So um, that is quite timely and fortunate for you. Um, I wouldn't necessarily wait. I would maybe gather information, use this time to sort of cast about and do your research, prepare, preparing yourself and then, then initiate those calls and letters and emails or whatever um, on, on and after January the 18th would make sense to me, um, given what, what's going on here in your chart. And, um, and also, it's, it's kind of important because Mercury is even more critical for someone such as yourself when it comes to the career part of life because it rules your midheaven of Virgo. So even more, it's a time to spend more deeply considering, you know, where do I want to go? I mean, what is this path I'm on in the direction I want to take here um, with my career? And, and though sometimes when change happens, the first feeling is, oh, no, <laughs> you know, this, this, is, this is not good because I was counting on this. Um, but, but also quite interesting, this, this is the time when that planet Uranus has just entered your sixth house of your work experiences and your work life here in 2022. Uh, and that usually indicates a time where if I've been fully fulfilled in my workplace, then usually new opportunities open up where I am to continue my own personal growth and development. But if I'm sort of in something that did fit for a while, but no longer is quite right or appropriate to what I've become or it, the situation's changed, then the universe will come along and free me from it so I can continue to grow. Right. So basically, it's right. about it's about self-realization and freedom, um, and and actually, quite wonderfully, there you'll have the planet Uranus will this year go over your Venus in that sixth house of work. So that indicates some very exciting, stimulating experiences will happen in the work arena. Um, and again, Venus happens to be again the planet that rules your sixth house of work. So I would say um, something unusual and unexpected is coming along. And um, and always for someone such as yourself, because that Venus rules also your 11th house of friendship, um, don't just go with, you know, periodicals or newspapers or, or whatever means you have in your industry to, to find a job or headhunters. Definitely work your network of, of fellow colleagues and people you've worked with or worked for before is your first circle for you to find something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean uh, would, would would you would you consider with all this, given Uranus in the sixth house is also the the conditions of life and the way I live and the moons in your eleventh house just moved into your eleventh house of your hopes and dreams for the future, and it's also about communities I'm part of. Is this something that you might even you might even consider moving at a time like this? Uh, I don't think so. 
Uh, just because okay. um, uh, just the reason why I say that is just the uh, economics of it. Eh? So. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. Um, I'm only saying it because the moon's in your 11th house of community and friendship, meaning it's evolving and changing. Jupiter is in Aries, your sign, and moving through your fourth house, which is the house of the home, and the best time to buy or sell one's property or real estate is usually when Jupiter's there, once every 12 years or so. So things are fortunate if it were to have to happen. I'm not saying you would choose or need to have it happen, but you'd right. be protected if you were doing something like that. Okay, I understand what you mean. Okay, so so don't don't take it off the table if it says yeah, I got to move. Um, but I'm not saying you have to move. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm understand. not saying that. But yeah. but understand if you were you you would be in a fortunate time to have to go through something like that. So that would be a plus for you. Okay. 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 Great. Um, okay. Well. Well. Happy New Year and good luck hunting and, and we'll I'm sure we'll talk later and see how you're doing. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Have a grateful day and okay. a grateful uh, callers there too. So and thanks much for your wisdom too. All right. Thank you. Be well. Welcome. Sure. Bye. Okay. Um, Well, change in the air. There we go. Um, Here's, uh, I believe, I'm pretty sure this is the second person who called. So let me call on this person. Uh, You're on with Bill. It's area code 305. Who's this? Hello. 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 Uh, You're on with Bill 305. Who is this? I, I I can hear some noise there, but I don't. Oh, no, you're still there. Hello? Must be something wrong. Maybe I'll come back to you. I'll just put that on mute and go to the next person. Uh, and the next person, I think, is this person. Um, 561 is the area code. You're on with Bill. Hello? Hi, Bill. Happy New Year. It's... Hi, Bill. Could you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. It's uh, Stacy. Um, my birth okay. my birthday just passed. Twelve twenty six sixty seven. Okay, sure. Hi. How are you doing? Well, I guess okay. I mean, this retrograde was terrible. Well, I mean, I'm still at the same job almost three years, but it's like all these people got fired because of communication. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and it's scary right. with the retrograde. Like what Jay was saying, what like it was um, for a severance or something because that is closing down. Yeah, biz- there, there is like a business that closed down that people from my job that left are coming back, but then other people got fired for um, for like words, like arguing and stuff and you know, oh, even if okay. they were there a couple of years. So this was scary to see this, you know. Right. And yeah, um, yeah. I'm just wondering what, like, what month is good coming up for me for the new year because it's like I've been just working, just going home and just seeing all this, and it's like I'm still at my job, but I, you know, want to know, you know, you know, <laughs> Like what month is like what month is good for like socializing or meeting somebody oh, sure. or you know okay. stuff like that because okay. you know with the COVID okay. thing it's been 
Yeah, it, it's been it's been com- it's been challenging for all of us. So we're we're, we're edging our way in, back into it. And I know all this fall, I kept on going to parties, and afterwards, people would call up and say, "Everybody got COVID," and I go, "Oh my God!" But I but I didn't, thank God. So it, but it happened repeatedly. I'm going, "Wow, we keep dodging this bullet." And I'm knocking on wood because I know that'll happen at some point. Um, well, you you were constrained. Not because of COVID, but, but, but of course, it was aligned with that, I guess. But this whole last year, remember, you were going to have that planet Saturn going over your Venus, which is always a time every seven or eight years for all of us to spend that year reexamining the question of value and beauty and love in our life and how much I'm valued and how much how I value myself and how others value me. And so it puts all of our experiences of our own self-worth and our relationship to others, which is based on our shared values, it tests them. And often it can mean a time where um, there is, I'm not feeling the love or I'm feeling less loved and I have to fight that and realize I am worthy and I am lovable and all those things that sort of clarify what makes me have value and value for myself. But no matter what, it would be sort of a challenging time. And if the and the way your chart structured, as Saturn goes over your Venus, it's going to be also probably going over your Mars, which it does. And that also means in terms of moving forward and taking action, I was constrained or restrained this year. Well, the good news is Saturn, after we got through the end of November, December, has moved beyond both those points. And so that theme of 2022 is quickly fading away. Um, and we will, will not be present anymore. And actually coming, coming in its wake is a really quite exciting energy. Um, it's almost its opposite. As much as this year might have been constrained and quiet or challenging in regard to value and love and actions and, being, and moving around, now you have the planet Uranus, which is the awakener, the planet that stirs things up and shakes things up and, you know, a lot of thousand flowers bloom kind of energy is going over your Venus and Mars instead. So hang on to your hats. It's going to be a really active year uh, where surprises happen and you, it's, it, encounters can happen that weren't planned for, but then they, there they are. So you have to keep your eyes and ears open. You have to be flexible, but realize this is a year where my taste buds expand and my experiences of relationship maybe really expand. Um, it should be a very exciting time. Uh, I would imagine. Now, some of those surprises can be surprises and upsets, but ultimately it breaks open something and makes for something better. So on, on the net result is a very lively year. Um, so 23 will not at all be like 2022 at, at all. Um, I would be I would be surprised if you don't have a very lively year. Um, let's put it that way. So that sounds good. <laughs> um, and and it's coming it's coming in the spring. It's not quite there yet, but certainly it should it should kick in pretty soon. And and interestingly, just like in Jay's chart, um, who I spoke just before, your progress moon. Um, has just also moved into that 11th house, the house of friendship, companionship, and community. And it's going to be there for the next couple of years, which means this is a time we're focusing on the communities I belong to, the friendships I have, and seeing that change and evolve in my life, getting much more meaningful in my life. That's the focus of this next couple of years. So I I do believe you're you're going to have a much more 
engaging, lively social life, and 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 you're you're eager to get going with your life again, and that's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, it goes by so quick. And my job, like, a, um, when I first started, I won most dedicated worker, and the end of the year that just passed, I won a top rep. So you know, oh, great. so I mean, Good. yeah, so. I'm, uh, I'm well, a good, you know, I'm a good worker, but it's like I just work and work, and it's, um, I stay here well, because it. I don't want to look for something else because it's hard out there finding work. <laughs> well, 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 again, you're, you have your moon in the 10th house of careers, so your emotional life does rise or fall with your public life or public acknowledgement of your worth and your contribution to your company or to your community. So it's important that you get that there because that's where you want to get it. And your progress move yeah. was exactly going through that house the last couple of years. So you were supposed to be focusing on the career, my life purpose, my status in the world, all important things, and especially for a Capricorn. But now, beginning in January, your moon's moved out of that house of work and career and the public life into the house of friendship into the house of companionship and community. And that's supposed to be the focus, will be the focus of your life for the next couple of years. Oh, that's good. Okay. Because, you know, you can't just, yeah, because you understand you need that work-life balance. And Yes, <laughs> I know. And, it, yeah, and again, Capricorn tends, to, Capricorn tends to do work, work, than life as opposed to work life. Uh, and so, so it's, it's understandable that there was a, an emphasis on that the last couple of years. But like you say, there has to be a balance. Otherwise, we run ourselves down. We end up feeling our life isn't as meaningful and as rich and deep. Um, I mean, that there are people who can not have that and still have a good life. But most of us need, you know, a number of different activities and experiences to round our life out and round us out. And it's your time to get involved in the cause, get involved in your community. Um, you know, we get together with people because we share interests. So maybe part of the way that will come about is you're interested in some cause or activity, and by going there and participating in it in some way, you make new friends and or, and, or you strengthen your existing friendships, okay? Oh, that's, that sounds great. That sounds great, Bill. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, happy New Year, Stacy. <laughs> happy, okay. happy New Year. Yeah, because you know, okay, like, good. during the, um, yeah, imagine the New Year started off on a retrograde Mars and Mercury, so it's kind of double whammy. Oh. That's what. <laughs> well, well, you can. I mean, uh, the planets don't care about our civil calendar. It's just us. We have this idea of the year ends and December begins on January. And of course, for most astrologers, we would say, no, no, no. The year begins in March with the first day of Aries. Uh, but that's you know because we look at that as the, the really the cycle that drives things. But still, um, we all base that notion of. The turning the page and it's a new number 2023 instead of 2022 and oh my god the year's begun and yet um yet yeah you say the energies didn't quite feel like that but it will increasingly feel like that as we go forward now once they turn direct okay ah oh, thank you so much i appreciate it blessings okay. for the new year okay for you too be well i'll talk to you later okay bye for now thank you so i'm listening yeah okay all right, um, and now let's see. Um, I think this person might be the next. I'm trying to go down the list. It seems 
it seems to be working today actually listing people and I think how long they've been on. But um, let's see. Uh, I'm calling on someone with area code 530. Uh, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. This is Annie. Hi, Annie. Hi, happy um, new year. Happy new year. You're Annie. What's, do I have your last, last name, name right? I think you're that's right, because I have a few Annie's here, but there's one that has Annie Nelson, so I thought I thought you might be that one. So good, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, so what can I do for you? Well, I loved your enthusiasm on your um, astrological help today, and I'm wondering okay. um, how this planetary alignment is affecting me and my chart, either positively or or negatively i guess um okay okay fear fear is up for me fear shadow karma and uh, affecting Uh my health early and so i'm kind of looking for insight direction um encouragement through whatever i'm experiencing right now okay well um again I will talk about Pluto because it changing going into Aquarius actually does change its position in your chart. So we'll speak to that second. As far as your particular question about health, um, you know you're born with Saturn in Pisces and it's in your sixth house of health and healing. And then you've got Virgo rising. So health has always been a major focus of this life on planet Earth this time around for you uh, and will remain so. But what now as Saturn begins to leave Aquarius in, in March and will move into then your sixth house of health and healing once again. It was there 29 or so years ago, and now it's going to come back in there again. Uh, and that means, yes, you must focus upon health and healing in these next couple of years. That does not mean that, oh my God, I'm in for a health, a series of health problems or one major health crisis. It means I'm being reminded once again that though we are, in essence, spiritual beings and our spirit is is immortal, we are living in this physical shell and we have an emotional and mental body too, but our physical body needs tender, loving care and, and we need to pay attention to that. So it says that you do need to, as before we get to this in, in March and April and beyond, look at your life, examine your life and how you're living it and saying, are there patterns that I'm engaged in that I know I need to correct that I'm doing too much of this or too much of that, whether it's a physical thing with diet exercise or whether it's a mental thing of holding too much worry in my head or anxiety because all those things, stress is one of the major contributors for everyone for bad health outcomes. Um, and so if we live with too much stress, and it's hard because the world is so stressed out right now, but we have to do what we can to surround ourselves with good feelings and good thoughts and, and good actions to keep that larger stress at bay. But as, even so, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect us. And we also may ourselves have created situations or circumstances which are causing stress in our life anyways. So... Yes, health is going to be a focus of your life for the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. I could equally tell someone that for the next couple of years, you're going to go on a healing journey and you're going to get better and better and fix certain things that needed fixing. And therefore, there need not be an illness or crisis per se, but a progressive development to a better kind of way of living in the world. Um, 
it, it all depends on you and, of course, your karma, what, what's, what's coming down the road here. But um, I'm, I'm not going to pull punches and say, oh, no, everything's fine. No, this is – if any, someone was coming to me with a reading right now with your chart, I'd say, these next two years, Andy, it's going to be all about health. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so, so is there you may, karma in the yeah. chart that says, you know, some people just have a karmic lesson of health or a karmic yes. whatever? Yes, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I say all humans are here to become better humans. So in a way, we're mm-hmm. all on a healing journey. That goes without saying. But you in particular, with this double, more than double message, but certainly double message, that Saturn's in your sixth house of health and healing by birth, and you have the sign of Virgo, the sign of health and healing as your rising sign, it is inescapable that this was going to be a life of dealing with healing and health issues. Most people who do that in some way or other find themselves becoming masters and often healers when it comes to health mm-hmm. and healing for others. Um, you know, we, we get the training because we had to deal with it, and now we have that expertise to help others in their time of need. So uh, maybe that's the greater purpose of it. I have to have my own incident to fix myself or for work on something and develop strengths that then become the means that I'm here to serve others through um, and looking at the big picture kind of stuff. But most of us would like to come into the world and say, I don't want to deal with health and healing. I want to be healthy. <laughs> but, you know, uh, right. you know what, what can I say? You'd have to come in with a different chart. Um, so this is the chart you came in with. <laughs> this is the life you're living. You probably by now have figured that out. Um, yeah. So it's no surprise what I'm telling you. But, mm-hmm. but certainly, um, I'm, there is support there too. There's always support. There's always help. Um, but this is, this is what's happening in, in this next couple of years for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's good to hear. I'm so grateful for your, um, sincere and clear message and it gives me strength, you know, to dive in deeper. <laughs> so thank you okay, so much okay. for with well, sure. But one thing I did uh, not speak to yet is that this, this planet Pluto, as it goes into Aquarius, I mean, it moves really slow. It only goes through a few houses of our chart, though it's in this period that we've been on the planet here, all of us in this genera- these generations, it's been moving as fast as it can move because it, it's as fast as it in the sign of in Scorpio. You were born with it starting in Virgo, so it went through Libra, Scorpio, Sag, Capricorn. Now it goes into Aquarius. And as it goes into Aquarius for you, it will enter and stay in for many years because it's slowly slowing down in, in that sign of Aquarius. It's going to be going through your fifth house, which is the house of creativity and self-expression. It, it, so Pluto going through here can be this is a time where there's going to be a transformational experience in your relationship to creativity and to love in your life during this period. Um, okay, that's could motivational. Be, that's good. Thank you. Okay, I mean it could be it could be really intense when it comes to love in in good ways, right? Like, oh my God, I yeah. never thought I could feel this way or this or love this way or whatever. And in terms of creativity, it could be like, oh my goodness, I never understood how what it meant to be a creator in this way. Um, so profound experiences of rebirth and renewal in terms of creative self-expression, in terms of love. And in terms of play, um, the fifth house, people forget, being that house of the creator is also the house of children and the child that's within all of us. 
And this could be a rebirth of that experience of being a child at heart. Oh, cool. Oh, I love that. Okay. Oh, thank you for adding okay. that in. That's much better. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. So, you know, the, the, the planets take away and they give it at the same time, right? So you've got a challenge coming up, but it could be quite an amazing period coming up in your life, probably the most creative period you've ever had in your life for the next many years to come. Cool. Oh, my God. That's very encouraging. Oh, thank you so much. You're such a master. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for letting me do what I do because I couldn't do this without all of you. So, yeah, Yeah. I appreciate that. So, okay. Yeah, and you Uh, always love it. So thank you for keeping me (laughs) inspired to talk to the stars. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Annie, you be well and just check in again, all right, and I hope you're doing okay, all right? Thank you, Bill. Okay, bye-bye. Happy New Year. Okay. Happy New Year. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, we probably have time for at least one more. I think uh, – here we go. I think you've been holding on for quite some time. This is area code 917. Who is this? Hello. Hi, it's Hello. Alex. Hi. Oh, Bill. Alex. Alex. Hi. Oh, my Hi. God, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Happy New Year. How are you doing? Happy New Year. 620-1968. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I recognize your voice. Uh, there's some people I recognize. So, um, so how's it going? It's good. It's good. All is good. I'm good? just waiting to see what happens when uh, Pluto runs into my um, the rising side of Aquarius. Well, that's a ways away. You, you're born at you okay. the very end of Aquarius rising, pretty much yeah, where my son true. is, so I've got many years to wait, too. What you're going to okay. run into in the next few weeks is Saturn's going to come into your first house. Um, okay. And that, I mean, that happens, that, that happens every 29 years, so it's not like Pluto, but that's a right. major change because Saturn going, getting around the wheel of the chart, when it comes into the first house, it means we've ended a 29-year-long cycle, right. which means we're commencing a new 29-year-long cycle. And that means these last several years, which would go back to you know, 2020 and 21 and 22 at least, maybe a little longer, that's been you wrapping up and ending the life you had lived mm-hmm. for the last 29 years. And now mm-hmm. here in 2023, you turn the page and the page is empty symbolically. Because obviously all that right. history is behind you. But now you realize, okay, now I have to do this once again. And the universe is asking me the first question, who are you? What are you going to call yourself now? You know, and how are you going to be right. you in terms of your demeanor, disposition, your attitude, the way you present yourself, the way you dress yourself, that body language, tone in your voice, all those things are presentations of you, which of course are formed by what's that intention and motivation behind all that. So the question of who we are is pretty profound. Uh, and that's the one yeah. coming up. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so, well, so I that's, think I told you last time huh? yeah, that yeah. I'm getting my grad degree in dispute resolution. Um, and so, and that'll be done in December of next year of 2020, this year, 2023. Okay. And my father passed away on the 27th of November, which was, you know, a massive. Oh, oh. oh no. It's okay. I'm sorry. Um, but it, yeah, yeah. it was, that was for me, a, almost an anchor to the past. Does that make sense? 
Sure. No, no, we're, we're not grown up until our parents are gone, you know, um, right. so, to, so to speak. And it's, it's literally true. Um, and now we realize, oh, my God, I'm it. You know, that's it. I'm it. Right. You know, um, um, and it is a re- it's a release, but also it's a loss. And it's, you know, it's all those yeah. things. So, um, um, but, yeah, there we are standing naked before the world. <laughs> right. So, right. So the, the, it reminds us, oh, my God, this is serious now. Here. Not that it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's huge. Really huge. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have a talk. Don't worry. Very soon. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We should, but, we should so, catch up and do a full, a full on reading yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So, but does that, I mean, so, yes, it's going into my first house. Fortunately, it's not my return just yet, right? Because that's like the next house. That's Aries. But, oh, no, um, no. Yeah, you know, you've got a way, you know, you've, you've got ways to go before it gets to Aries and late Aries like you have it. So, no, that's the Saturn return, the second one. Right. Which happens to everybody, you know, right in their late 50s. Um, you've just, but right. this is, but Saturn in the first house is quite marked and mar- remarkable for people. And whenever I do readings for people and do this timeline, they go, oh, my God, that's exactly when, you know, that I began to right. refashion myself in the world and put on a new title and role and whatever and Sure, it's what it's for. Um, like you say, you're doing that. You're finishing up something, and now you'll go right. out with a new identity, if you will, a new thing on your business card. That, all that kind of stuff is what it resonates with. So, good yeah, for I you. Yeah, I think it's very timely uh, because I, especially after what you talked about, because I mean, my, you know, one of the concentrations for me is definitely um, the environment, you know, and yep. dealing with dispute resolution in, in the environment and the polluters. How's that? <laughs> sure. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. And again, you're, you know, you're, you're the planet that, that is the planet of our responsibilities and duties. The planet Saturn for you is in the second house of what is value and what makes for value and how do we create and preserve yeah. and protect value. And that Saturn in your chart rules your 11th house, which is the house of communities. It's the house of our hopes mm-hmm. and dreams. So your right. work in life would be, the ultimately about helping other people's dreams come true. Awesome. Okay. I'm ready. Um, yeah. In various ways. You. Like we'll you've, done it, you've done it uh, probably in other businesses, but that's, this certainly is that. It's because like, how can we have a future if we don't do things to make it possible? Right. We, we, you know, uh, yeah. we have to preserve and protect life on this planet and life for one another and yep. think of the generations to follow us um, and leave behind a yeah. world where they can thrive and be, have meaning. Yeah. Good. Correct. Wonderful. All right. We will have a call okay. very soon. We will have a call. Right. We'll have a Happy conversation. New Year until we'll, then. Either we'll meet or we'll talk or we'll, whatever we do. Um, oh, no. That'd we be will wonderful. Have a, we will have a, a Zoom or a call because I'm in Florida, you know. Oh, okay. Great. Well, sure. Whatever works. It's fine. I mean, of course, I've lived on Zoom for the last couple of years with, with COVID, but that's okay. I have people just who are a block away, and they say, no, it's just Zoom. And I go, okay. Um, you know, even though they could, could come see me now. Um, but people are just so used to it, which is fine. It's great. Um, uh, and there are some people who wouldn't come all during COVID because they only want to be there face-to-face with me, which is fine, too. I mean, it, whatever works. Um, and we can do that be, now. Uh, flexible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to be. All right, Phil. Thank you so much. I love these things. Uh, I love these calls all the time. I think they're amazing. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, and happy New Year to you. And I'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Be well. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. Bye.
Okay, everyone. Well, that's it for today. It's past three and I've got to go uh, and rest my voice and get ready for a full week coming up here with work. Um, But I will do another show and try to get back on a more normal schedule of not once a month, but maybe every three weeks or so or whatever I can work out. I'll figure it out. But uh, there's a lot to talk about. I want to talk about it. So hope to see you all soon and have a wonderful day and I'll see you in the next uh, episode. Bye for now.